This episode of the Blue Hawaii Podcast is brought to you by Royal Thai Garden of a Beach. Royal Thai Garden of a Beach, the freshest, dopest Thai food in the world. Royal Royal Thai Garden. Royal Royal Thai Garden. I like. I think I know what you're doing. You're doing a traditional uh, Himalayan monk chant. Royal Royal Thai Garden. Mention the Blue White Podcast. Royal get twenty percent off. That's Royal Thai Garden of a Royal Beach. Royal Thai Garden. Nine six seven zero six. Royal Royal Thai Garden. Blue White Podcast. <laughs> Blue White. You ever think about how? Rupert Murdoch is single-handedly responsible for all the chaos going on in the Anglosphere right now. Yes, I Fo- think about that quite a bit. Fox News, he gave us Fox News, which gave us Trump in America, uh, the right-wing tabloids in Britain, which gave us Brexit, and the anti-immigration fury in Australia and New Zealand that gave us Christchurch. Also, I mean, even if you're getting out of the Anglosphere, like, yeah. think about the far-right stuff that happened in Hungary, in Poland, These are in all, France, yeah. in Germany... Like he fomented all of that. He doesn't directly profit from those in the same way he does in the Anglosphere. He's though. just like he's just amoral. Yeah. Oh no, if if leftism or like if you know, if, if leftism was the real moneymaker, I think he would be calling for like the collective, send everybody to the gulag. Like he's Oh pure, guarantee. Yeah. Um well folks, welcome to the Blue Hawaii Podcast. <laughs> if this is the first time you're listening, you picked a great day. Yeah. Uh, we are going to be talking about a little thing called a four-page piece of crap yeah. uh, summary you know, written by... Did you notice that Attorney General William Barr did not say anything about the P-tape? I didn't even mention Attorney General <laughs> William Barr, uh, and I did not. He's a scumbag. He's, I mean, okay. This, uh, the report is it's all bullcrap. How in the world could you think I took a 300-page yeah. report, read it in like 18 hours, yeah. and I drafted you a four-page This is summary. also the guy, just remember, this is the guy who, for his first go-around uh, as a major Department of Justice figure in the H.W. Bush administration, he's the guy who helped make all of the Iran-Contra charges go away. More on that book. in a minute. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, there won't be more on that. Just for, like, forget it, folks. Uh, well, the, got, I've got a little bit more. The to media, say. the media is going to tell you this is a victory for Donald Trump. He's totally vindicated. Blah 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 blah. But no, the no, real media, the people that are telling you the honest truth, us, me and Josh down yes. here in my basement, totally not ranting. P tape is real. Uh, Take it to the bank. He not Deutsche Bank though. Wait, hold on. We also are going to be talking yeah. with uh, our friends Kaimi and Cindy, who are great, uh, great people from the Social Manoa podcast. Yes, uh, they are two college students at the University of Hawaii at Manoa who Go are both. starting. A podcast to spotlight the wonderful things going on at the UH College of Social Sciences. I'm, I'm a proud alum of that college, and God, it's just, it's the best. But let's jump back into this crappy stuff going on with Trump. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, they say that they're going to release the entire report in redacted form. Like, okay, cool. We're going to, we're just going to take out like all of the parts that mean anything. We're just yeah. going to black out all of those. Like, get over. Like, if you think that this exonerates Trump, you're a freaking moron. Uh, redact, redact these notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, one thing we forgot to mention. We've been getting a lot of, a lot of really positive feedback um, about the feature we had last episode. Dr. Simon Gray uh, from the University of Waikato in New Zealand. Uh, he got in touch with us. He is a very kind, modest, and humble man. He wanted to let me know. He wanted to... Uh, I accidentally gave him a promotion. He is not actually a, f- a full professor. He is a doctor in international relations and security studies in the 
Islamic studies group. So but he should be a full he's, professor. He's officially. I, I told him we are we are offering him a fully tenured professorship. Uh, he can be head of the political science department at Blue Hawaii University. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about as credible as Prager University in that. Oh, we're certainly more credible. We are a than university them. in name only. Um, but speaking of college, also I know that yeah. the dean of yeah. Waikato does listen to this podcast, and so uh, dean, make sure you promote. Are you him. sure? No. Because we tagged because we tagged the University of Waikato on Facebook. Hopefully, somebody is like, oh, I can't really do a Kiwi accent, but like, they're, they're, they're gonna go, oh, what's this? Bro? Oh, oh, bro, somebody tagged us in a podcast. Oh, Bruce Simon, bro, come oh, here. Simon's, Simon's famous, bro. Come here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the right. Blue Hawaii podcast, bro. Oh, what's the uh, Taika Watiti and the Giant Rock? We're gonna start the revolution. You ever watch the movie Boy? No, it's a fantastic movie. It's on Netflix, and it's about like uh, a Maori family, I think, from South Island. Yeah, and they like it's like set in the eighties, and like it's it's sort of a uh, dad goes away, comes back, like family's reckoning with that. But the kids are like obsessed with Michael Jackson. Yeah, and Ooh. I didn't know anything about New that, Zealand. Back that movie then. hasn't the movie hasn't aged well then. No, it was no, no, it was. It's a new movie set back yeah. in the eighties. So and this so, is so this is like the the good. This is like the uh, back before we knew all the bad stuff. The about not, Michael Jackson. This is the not traumatizing version of Once Were Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> and so I remember Our people once were warriors, Jake. I just remember like watching it, and they would always go Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, bro. And so Jordan and I, every time we talk about we go, talk about him, we go Michael Jackson. Oh, I want to look like Michael Jackson, bro. Anyway, <laughs> Michael Jackson definitely raped those kids, bro. <laughs> uh, Welcome to Blue White Podcast, where all we do is Kiwi accents. Now that's our new thing. So we're talking about we're talking about Blue Hawaii University. Blue Hawaii University has not yet hit uh, the the requisite accreditation pending. Right, accreditation pending. We have not yet hit the requisite enrollment to field a basketball team. But right now, the one thing keeping this fractured, divided nation together, folks, the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's it's okay with you that I'm totally jumping shamelessly on this Auburn bandwagon, right? I've been begging you to do that for years. Yeah. yeah. You want to go you want to you want to I mean I have a feeling, you know, the valorous Auburn Tigers, you're asking for a recap, I can feel it. Yes. Uh slash defeated their way. have defeated since so so to set the scene, to set the scene, when I was recording last Saturday morning, they hadn't tipped off against Kansas yet. Mm-hmm. I was saying like, "Hey, they got a good, you know, this is a big achievement. SEC champs good won squad. the opening round game. Uncle Bruce Pearl is he Jewish? I think he's Jewish. Oh, he's very Jewish. <laughs> he's extremely Jewish. Yeah. Uh, but he does go to a Christian church. Jews for Jesus, man. That's hey, the man. Thing. Hey. You can be both. Nice you can Jewish, be two things. Nice Jewish boy. Yep. Two things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uncle, should we, I was going to say, we reach out to the athletic department and like interview him about the basketball program and messianic Judaism? Yes. That sounds fun. Uh, he um, probably doesn't have a lot of media inquiries right now no he's extremely extremely laid back not a busy guy just like the best human in the world so here's what happened gang yeah auburn has not lost since february like 25th they played kentucky they lost by 35 and it was a beat down yeah since then but who are they playing in their next game hold on no No, i'm foreshadowing damn it (sighs) okay so they go on this this tear One shiny and moment you they get into the sec tournament they have two close games and then they somehow they they play really well in the third game they play the fourth game fourth game in four days we're in the championship against tennessee tennessee who was their last regular season game of the year auburn eked out a win 
at home. Tennessee, now, another very good they're team. They're in Nashville. Tennessee was number number two at that time. Now they're in Nashville. Tennessee's the number one seed. They just beaten Kentucky, Tennessee, which is an, always an amazing team. Now they're in Tennessee for the championship game in Nashville. It's a home game for Tennessee. The crowd is all uh, that like yellowish, gaudy orange that they have. Auburn kills them, 20 points. Rocket then top. they go to the NCAA tournament. They get seeded in the worst bracket. They've got Kentucky, North Carolina, and Kansas. Three just blue bloods. The, like three of the with the exception of with the exception of Duke, probably. That's the, like the the three most iconic yeah. programs in college basketball so, history. Auburn starts out with New Mexico State. New Mexico State, who by the way, won 30 games this year and hadn't lost in like a month and a the half. Powerhouse New Mexico State Aggies. Well, the thing is, is they they shoot the three ball well. So Auburn had a seven point lead with a minute and a shoot half left. Shoot the chair. And the then chair. Uh, New Mexico State fouled them into oblivion and they ended up making bad decisions and the game basically tried to give them the game away and New Mexico State wouldn't take it. Uh, and so Auburn wins, right? Then they go to Kansas. What do they do? Everybody's like, Auburn by three. Beat Kansas. They, they, were, at one, they Kansas. were at 26 points at half. 26 points they're up at half. Yeah. Then they go to North Carolina. North Carolina, according to Ken Palm, which is the analytics service, North Carolina was North a 68% Carolina, num- the number, favorite. The number one seed. The number one seed in the number region. Number one seed in the bracket, North Carolina. Not the whole bracket, just the region. Duke was number one I meant, Yeah, I should. Yeah. Number one in the region. Uh, they, they were favored... Uh, two to one. Yeah. And Auburn is up 20 points with seven minutes left. And then what happens? Then our star player, Chumo Kiki, power forward Kiki, out do you of love me? Atlanta, Georgia. He blows his knee out. <laughs> best defensive player. <laughs> best offensive player. <laughs> he had 20 points and 11 rebounds. Blows his knee out. I am about to have a uh, nervous breakdown. I'm watching this game drunk at Ferguson's down in downtown Honolulu, and I am about to just melt down. And I thought we were going to throw it away. We ended up killing them for the rest of the game. And then, now, to go to the Final Four on Sunday, we will be playing... The Kentucky Wildcats. The Kentucky Wildcats, the last team to beat us. And and before... And will pit us directly against one of our favorite listeners. Don again. Auntie Don again. Shout out to you, Auntie Don Don again. Don again 4, I believe, on Twitter. Now... Before before Auburn took the oh by S- the way by the no. time this comes out by the time this comes I'm out you're we'll, gonna be very happy or very sad right we'll, you'll know War Eagle now before before Auburn won the championship this year how many times had Kentucky won basically Kentucky wins the SEC championship every single year four years in a row yeah like they'd the, won the, the, the SEC bluest tournament of, so and if they get through Kentucky then they're then they may have Virginia and then they may have Duke in the final if all if so they all, literally have to play every good program yeah, in the play- country like they didn't get any like. No cupcakes. No cupcakes uh, here. In MSU, New Mexico State was like the closest thing. Even as far as like as far as twelve as far as twelve seeds go, pretty good twelve seed. Auburn was the only five seed to not get upset by the twelve yeah. this year. So. That's not nothing, folks. That Anyways, is not nothing. The point is, the Auburn Tigers are America's team. Bruce Pearl is the closest thing to Jesus that we've had in the past five years. Another nice Jewish boy. Uh, and exactly. To have one good thing in common, um, and. <laughs> Turn in, turn in water into wine and turn in a football school into a temporarily caring about basketball school. Oh, we care about it all the time as long as he's there. And so anyways, that's what's happening. And we're all very proud of Auburn and you should be too. Uh, not, ev- not, every, not every group of college students is having as good an experience as the Auburn Tigers. The Colgate Pep Band uh, has had its jimmies rustled recently and understandably so. Here's the article from Deadspin. 
The Colgate Raiders men's basketball team made its third ever appearance in the NCAA tournament after winning the Patriot League's automatic bid by winning the conference tournament over Bucknell. The Raiders were given the 15 seed in the NCAA's South region, where they fought gamely but ultimately lost by seven points to Tennessee. This was Colgate's first appearance in the tournament in 23 years. A big moment. To hear Colgate's fight song proudly blaring from the stands of college basketball's biggest stage, why, it almost is enough to bring a tear to the eye. Turns out that the sound of Colgate's fight song proudly blaring from the stands of college basketball's biggest stage was in fact produced not by members of Colgate's 20-person pep band, but by 29 members of Ohio State's pep band, clad in maroon t-shirts, performing the song using sheet music provided by the Colgate Athletic Department, who had rented them, who had rented them for the occasion. This, you can probably guess, did not sit really well with Colgate's band, all of whom learned of the arrangement when they saw the replacements playing their song on national television. That sucks. Shout out That's to dirty. Shout out to friend of the show and Colgate pep band alum Brian Piotrowski I for f- I feel like no pun intended for beating this drum on social media. This for some that's, reason to that's me crazy. seems like the perfect the perfect representation of capitalism in America yeah. is like an institutional neglect from our colleges. We could as well. save ten percent by just renting a band. We can out. They literally outsourced their pet band. Yeah, like we could fly our pet band down. That's or crap. Shame on Colgate University. Yeah. Oh, speaking of shameful athletics endeavors, uh, Betsy DeVos, Donald Trump, and all the Special Olympics bullshit. You mean the part where uh, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos proposed? completely eliminating funding for the special olympics what an awful person what kind of person do you have to be to be like i'm a billionaire because my husband and basically invented advocare for shitty home goods and i think that because i need a tax cut that uh kids with developmental disabilities are not deserving of having fun once a year but it's about it's about freedom i love it's like she was like, we have a lot of priorities and we can't fund every good thing. It's like, yeah, but you've been funding that for like 35 years. Like, go screw yourself. Betsy DeVos is a bad the person. worst. She's but just like, like, I don't like to say that people are bad people, but she a bad person, she's yo. the worst, bro. Yeah. Um, also, Michael Avenatti, famous for being Stormy Daniels' lawyer and, and his also, very brief presidential run. Also being a bad person. He was arrested because he was apparently trying to extort Nike for $20 million. Woo! About what? No one's really sure. But he's a shady dude. He's a shit. Like, that's like the least surprising thing that Michael Avenatti's done is get arrested for extortion. Now, also, yeah, so continue continue to fall out. This is the big story. Yes. Devin Nunes. Uh, you may know him as the shittiest member of Congress. To- Trump's toady, intelligence former, committee buffoon. Yeah, former chairman of the intelligence committee. Is suing Twitter, Twitter.com. Guy who was running. Uh, intelligence committee findings over to Trump to make sure that they fell in line with what he wanted to say. Is suing Twitter.com for $250 million. I love this lawsuit. Uh, Suing them because some people created parody accounts uh, called at at Devin Nunez's mom and at Devin's cow. So Devin's cow is because the Nunez family is a uh, family that's made a ton of money in the, I believe, dairy industry. Like they made a ton of money with with cattle uh, to the point where I think he's worth $250 million already. I mean, he's worth a ton of money. That's how, how else do you get to Congress? Exactly. And so it's like basically the accounts, uh, we, have this, we have this huge quote here, uh, but he's claiming that Twitter is, yeah, shadow banning conservatives. No. 
and that they are ignoring lawful complaints of repeated abusive behavior. I uh, will agree with that. Um, yeah, like the Nazi. <laughs> like but the he Nazi named yeah. these two parody accounts as co-defendants. This is not the internet. This is not the internet, libtards. This is not the internet. This is the real dimension. So, uh, oh, more on that in a minute, uh, real dimensions. So, uh, Devin Nunez's mom account, I believe, said that one of the tweets about him was that the parody account said that Devin Nunez, her son, was the end of a human centipede. <laughs> and, uh, and then the cow called him a, quote, treasonous cowpoke. And then here's the best one. Called him a, quote, utter moron. <laughs> and they sued him. Utter, I get it. Two hundred and fifty million dollars. No. I thought. I thought. I, I thought the con- that's the new conservative like price point for yeah. a lawsuit. They're like, the oh, like shitty kid is like shitty, Washington yeah. Post is like two hundred fifty million. Like, how it. how rich is it? Like the oh, the left has gone crazy with this PC SJW snowflake. You can't tell. You can't just have a sense of humor anymore in America. Conservatives are under attack for free speech. But you said a mean thing about me on the internet. You said <gasps> the best part was they were suing him for defamation, which like how yeah. how could at talk Devin a, Nunez's cow talk to a lawyer talk to talk uh, to several lawyers talk to general counsel for the show, Mr. Mike Dunford. Yeah. He will tell you as having the highest grade in constitutional law and call in law school why his lawsuit will fail. Yeah, basically Devin Nunez sucks. Yeah. Okay. Before before we get to our our young friends from UH UH undergrads. Uh, in the spirit of the continued fallout from the college admissions scandal, uh, shout out to the USC water polo team. They're doing great. Uh, uh, the Onion ran a great headline I want to share with you. The okay. P- the pros and cons of canceling student loan debt. Student loan debt in the United States has risen to $1.5 trillion, owed by tens of millions of people, leading to calls for it to be wiped out. This is going to be a big issue in 2020. All the candidates are talking about it, folks. The Onion continues, although opponents are concerned about the economic and ethical consequences. The Onion evaluates the pros and cons of canceling student loan debt. Pro, money, a big deterrent against poverty. A. Eh? Con, millennials will obtain a sense of security and self-worth. God forbid. Pro, might be cool to live in a society where people can afford to learn things and better themselves. Con, would endanger careers of thousands of telephone debt collectors. It's about job creation, folks. Job creation. Pro, will infuriate boomers. Con, ability to afford basic necessities would mean less time spent with parents. <laughs> Pro, at this point, who's going to notice another $1.5 trillion in the deficit? Con, alumni association callers will assume you have more cash to burn. Yo, they are hitting me Yo, up hard. They were calling, they called me at UH, they called me the week after graduation. I'm, I'm like, like, guys. Where do you think I got money from? Yeah. Do you know what you charge? Sorry, can I? Can I take out another? Can I can I submit another FAFSA and take out a loan to donate to the alumni group? All right, and Ryan, last pro and con. Pro makes it easier to get approved for much larger grad school loan. Oh, thank God. Con teaches regular people dangerous and false lessons that they'll be treated the same as rich people. <laughs> we can't have that. Oh, oh Jesse Smollett, how you doing? Yeah, oh. I. Oh God. Anything else before we get to our guests? I just want to say, the most important thing going on right now in this country that everyone needs to pay attention to re-up 843's new track playing praying for head hot new music video yep you remember it <laughs> more in a minute with <laughs> with cindy ying and kaimi camburn welcome back to the show ladies and gentlemen we are delighted to be joined here in the studio by two young undergraduates at the university of hawaii at manoa go boast 
<laughs> Please welcome Kaimi Camburn and Cindy Ng, hosts of The Social Manoa. The Social Manoa is a university undergraduate student podcast that promotes the incredible intellectual and professional community that make up Hawaii's leaders in the social sciences. Now available on SoundCloud. Yo, Kaimi and Cindy, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Hi. Good, good. Thank you for having us. Thank uh, you. Thanks for being here. You guys are... You are not here, just to clarify, on behalf of the University of Hawaii. No, we're no. not here. Okay, no. you're here in your personal capacity <laughs> yes. as two people who are uh, wonderful human beings and uh, lovely people to talk to. Oh, mahalo. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, well, tell us about your show. So I created the Social Manoa because, well, I'm an ambassador for the College of Social Sciences, um, and we like to do these talk story events, or we'd like to, but... Uh, in the past, no one really showed up. We waste money on food and the space. So I was like, okay, well, let's just put it together um, into a podcast um, to, I guess, promote the college um, and, and all of the incredible intellectuals that come out of the university. So that goes from students to alum uh, to, I mean, professors and, and even outside of the College of Social Sciences, but people who uh, are where the social sciences overlap and, and interplay with their lives. So that's really the reason why we started the social model, but I'm really starting to fall in love with the process. So. Awesome. And Cindy, how did you get involved? Well, I just joined the ambassadors group. Congratulations. This semester. Thank you. I had your excellency. Oh yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. That is the way I address your an ambassador. I apologize. Yeah. Did you, did we present our formal credentials? No, you guys did not. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to hand it over later. Okay. We gotta... Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure it gets to your assistant later. Yes. Sorry, but, uh, please continue. <laughs> um, so I just joined, but I have been impacted um, by the College of Social Sciences so much. Like, they were the ones that actually sent me on a lot of the internships that I did, and awesome. that has actually allowed me to really open doors towards opportunities that when I first started college, I didn't think I would ever really get. So when it came to my attention that I possibly could be part of the group that actually promotes the college, that actually tries to help other students um, get the same opportunities that I was given, I decided, hey, you know, like I benefit so I want to have others um, benefit as well. That's awesome. I went to the, I, w I was a social sciences major and my university didn't help me get any internships unless I wanted to intern with the state probation office. So I love I'm that. Very, mm. very cool. Um, you mentioned internships. Have you guys done any cool ones? Oh yeah. Um, so I was a Manoa political intern. I did um, an internship at the Hawaii State Legislature Very um, cool. for Rep Woodson. Um, and then I also did a, the Native American Political Leadership Program in Washington, D.C., and I interned for Senator, Senator uh, Maisie Hirono, which was Awesome. Cool Maisie's the best. She is awesome. Maisie Hirono, uh, hopefully a future guest of the show. Hopefully. Wow. Yeah. And Cindy, what about you? Um, so I did the district office of former Congresswoman Colleen Hanabusa. Also a very nice woman. Fan. Yes, yeah. I love her so did much. Did you know Josh while you were there? No, Josh That's actually left the <laughs> office like right before I got there. Yeah. So um, he heard you were coming. He got scared yeah. off. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Chased out of town. I'm sorry. <laughs> she, he heard there was a big badass lady coming through. He didn't want to get her away. Bayonets. I got over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you guys are, and you guys are both political science majors. Yes, yes. I am. Okay. At least. Yes. And so, so you're you're trying to decide if you need to make the mistake of going to law school is that correct yeah oh. i'm kidding I'm well kidding. I, i'm gonna get my master's first okay um so i just got into grad school i'm oh, gonna congratulations. be going, thank you thank we're you. at uh, uh, uh i'm gonna be doing indigenous politics very Wonderful. cool very very much excited needed about here. that yeah absolutely and i'm trying to see if i'm gonna make the mistake of going to law school <laughs> <laughs> it's not a mistake if you know what you want to do when you go in oh sure and if you don't know what you want to do oh. then talk to people and we're happy to be those people awesome hey. so kami you're a senior then and cindy you're a junior is that right or you're a senior as well I'm a junior, but junior. I'm going to be delaying graduation because I want to try get 
another internship in DC. So that's going to take time as Hashtag well. Hashtag never graduate. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk offline. Maybe we know some people that can help yeah. you. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Thank so you. Other than, other than political science and these really cool internships, what else is going on in the social sciences department? So what, what, what are the courses? What are some of the, the programs, prominent faculty? What mm-hmm. should people know about who may not be familiar with the school? So the College of Social Sciences, most people, when they think of social sciences, think they think of like, oh, so you're basically like the people that don't do any real work because <laughs> like, how do you study social stuff, right? As a political science minor, I uh, have no opinion on this. Both <laughs> <laughs> a social sciences major and minor, <laughs> neither um, confirm nor deny. But the college has a lot of programs that I think apply very much to today's world. So we have um, departments like sociology, we have anthropology, we also have psychology as mm-hmm. well, apparently. That was something new that I learned through the ambassadors program. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the faculty members, they are people that really just dedicated so much of their lives towards trying to figure out like what the hell is going on in this world. And That's, what we're that's a big question. Out. That's yeah. the million dollar question. Right Stay there. tuned for our new podcast, What the Hell is Going <laughs> On? <laughs> so they're, and they're just trying to find ways to really get people to be engaged. Like, and I think everyone knows after the um, 2016 presidential election, a lot of people all of a sudden became interested in what was happening in politics um, or what's happening mm. or how do you get engaged um, civically. What happened in 2016? <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you say that, too, because um, I just found out from a professor that this um, this year, uh, people applying for the political science um, uh, master's program, there was like a great leap um so many people applied for this program so it was really competitive this mm-hmm. semester that's awesome Congrats and i to guess getting in. oh thank you but i, I really nice i guess little, it's a nice little humble of, brag right there yeah yeah super small kind small kind you got it right. you know yeah. Yeah. we're in the business of resilience so right. there you go go on with your bad self <laughs> no but I, I mean i think yeah like what you were saying because of the presidential mm-hmm. uh, election in 2016 people are they they feel like they need to be involved somehow but so. they have to be involved in like a productive manner. Like it's not enough to just start a podcast and rant. Yeah. Well, (laughs) if it's a successful podcast, that's the difference. I I think it's very interesting, you know, um, being a liberal arts major and minor, um, and seeing how my wife was actually talking about this at breakfast with uh, a former guest of the show, Dom Reyes Webster and her husband this morning. Um, I was again, like my wife's an electrical engineer and it was like, Oh, Apple is on campus recruiting today or Google or Microsoft or whoever. Like I remember she went to like Microsoft took her entire class out to dinner like seven times, like fancy, fancy dinner. And she's like, who's recruiting at the social science department? And I'm like, again, like state probation offices, like, (laughs) like literally, I feel like the only job anybody had out of there was like, you either are becoming an academic or you were going into the probation industry. But, uh, it's, it's so telling though that like we are like, stigmatizing people who have training and, and knowledge and expertise in the humanities mm-hmm. uh, and, and an, from an economic standpoint. But it's like, look at our world and tell me if you don't think that we need to understand humanity Again, a little bit what more. What the hell is going on? Yeah, like, How did we get here? What, what did we do when did it, it become yeah. like a negative thing for people to have an idea of like emotional intelligence sure. and why societies behave the way they do? Like for instance, I can still remember in my... Uh, sophomore year, I took a class on demography and uh, somehow we, we got into a side conversation about nationalism and nationalism wasn't 
something. I mean, there's there's a lot of like uh, nationalism and like nationalism is a cancerous version of patriotism. This I would guess be you this would be consider. in 2010, right? This is in 2010. Yeah, nobody's nobody was really worrying about nationalism right. back in yeah. 2010. Right, well, right, and right, so right. the crazy thing is though is my my uh, teacher at the time said um, nationalism always and this guy his name is Carl Backman. Uh, weird guy, but super, super smart. I mean, he's an academic who, what academics aren't weird. Uh, he said, nationalism always follows economic collapse and always precipitates war. And I remember being like, huh, well, <laughs> glad we avoided that cycle. Oh. And then now it's like, we had this economic collapse. Nationalism is erupted right. and we increasingly look like yeah. we're going to go to war with the entire world. <laughs> Barack Obama right. was basically the Weimar Republic in and, Germany. Yeah. Well, and so you've got like, <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, we've got this system, this like that we've that people with humanities training knows exists, yeah. and rather than counseling with those people and being like, how do we avoid this on a macro scale, we just ignored them in favor of like uh, peddling our wares to industry, and then look at where we are. Sure. Like, you should go to STEM. STEM is the future. Exactly. Yeah. Like maybe right. a little bit of humanities training would have helped us avoid where we're at right uh, now. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Especially in Hawaii, there's a huge emphasis on uh, trade. Like, yeah. you know, and, and service industry, service industry, you know, so I, I which are valuable things to know. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I don't think that, um, of course, uh, social sciences are promoted enough. Um, mm -hmm. I think we need more individuals participating. Yeah. yeah like you know, exactly. What you're well, saying. Tell us about that. And, you know, at, as a, as a native Hawaiian, tell mm -hmm. us about the importance of building that capacity that in, in indigenous politics, the program you're going into. Sure. Um, indigenous politics, it's important, I think, as a Hawaiian for um, to study indigenous politics because what I want to look at is how can we change narratives about indigenous people? Um, how can we um, develop um, dialogue with what some people call the settler state here in Hawaii sure. um, that is not hateful and yeah. uh, not divisive? Hashtag fake state. Hashtag show me the treaty. Very that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so I'm in the business of... I, well, I like... I like studying, um, I guess, narratives. So, um, and how we can. You are a social sciences major. I, I guess, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just sprinkle the word narrative throughout. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. I, it made me moist. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa. Really? No, no I'm um, kidding. I'm kidding. But um, what inspired me to get into this, um, political science was I, I'd come back from the mainland. I was studying over there and mm -hmm. I came back and Hawaii had completely changed. Yeah. Um, you know, our family has always struggled, always been extremely poor. So I was looking at that and, and saying like, okay, well, why is this? What, what are, what are the, the, uh, what like is the, the environment that, that exactly yeah. that, that facilitates, um, uh, the subjugation of Kanaka Maoli here in Hawaii. So I started taking, I took a Hawaiian kingdom course, which is like probably not the best class to take when you're just getting into politics. Cause <laughs> it's like, it's really intense. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was. It was inspirational in a sense because there's there's more to the story that we've been told about Hawaiians oh, yeah. um, and indigenous people around the world. And so um, I, I just kind of leapt into it. I knew nothing about it. It was Hawaiian studies before that. And then, oh, political science, here we go. So um, I'm still you know, developing myself in, in political science and trying to understand what is political science. As Maisie Hirono says, political science is not a science. So. Um, what is political science? What am I doing here? Um, and how can we um, how can we make our way into the future as Kanaka Maoli and um, and change that narrative that we have within ourselves and that others prescribe onto us about who we are and our place in this world? So I'm still trying to figure out kind of where I'm going with that, but we'll see. 
That sounds incredibly, incredibly interesting. Mm-hmm. And daunting and important. Sure. Oh, you don't, yeah. you think it's pretty done? It's probably easy like to answer good... like the question about what's wrong with the system we live in and how do we fix it? It's probably a pretty small answer, right? No? So Cindy, tell us about <laughs> Cindy, what got you into political science? Um, well, for me, I've always been interested in how the American government system works. Um, both my parents, they came from China. So my mom came from Macau and my dad came from Hong Kong. So, you know, the Chinese political system, and especially for people that really want to break into it. Mm. Is it hard there? I think hard is an understatement. <laughs> like the, one, structure, the structures are a little... Mm-hmm. Uh, different yeah like i know people i know some of like my relatives over there um who are around my age too they're trying and they're also interested in government and politics they're also trying to break into there but they basically told me you know if you want to get anywhere you got to have like that green money man so for me i wanted to see a system that in theory is supposed to be a lot more transparent it's supposed to be a lot more open and i thought you know Oh, why don't I try political science? Like when it came to picking my major on that cool. website. So I've been trying to weave myself into that arena. I don't know how well I'm doing it at the moment, but you work for Colleen Hanabusa, you can't be doing that bad. <laughs> fingers crossed that I'm living up to her her name well and her office name well, which I've heard many great things about you too. So Matt, about Josh? Yeah, Matt and Kristen told me a lot of great things about yeah, you. That's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> the, things, the things that were uh, said about Josh are not reflective of the Blue White Podcast values. But it's interesting that you mentioned that um, the state probation office was like the sponsoring yeah. internship for your school because I actually also worked at the public defender's office well, as well. See, that's so, a much better option than the state probation office. State probation office in Alabama is basically trying to get poor people to fail drug tests you can put them in jail and like uh, versus here the public defender's office is like <laughs> trying to help poor people who fail drug tests stay out of jail yes yes but you know working takes is, all kinds it, god's <laughs> working on all of us but you know you got to have some people mm-hmm. that do the hard work and i think while the american government system is definitely not like the most perfect system it's true yeah. um you know, maybe not even the most preferable system right now. Also um, true. It's still, I think, it's still a system that allows for the most people to try get an opportunity. And I think opportunities are what we need most right now. Yeah, yeah well said. Incredibly well said. So the two of you, you know, uh, you're studying politics as academics from the university perspective. You've also worked inside the American political system, particularly on the federal side. What do you say to people who tell you, oh, you know, I just, I just don't, I'm just don't care about politics. Politics just isn't that interesting. It doesn't affect me. Or like nothing changes. Nothing changes. It's all the same. Everybody's corrupt. Like, like I'm surely you encounter this with your peers, with your family. Like, what do you, what do you? And say if you're not encountering it, then why the hell don't young people vote? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I would say that um, politics is in everything. So yeah. um, politics as a structure and a way we communicate and interact with each other is in everything we do, from hula to uh, classical ballet to you know Washington D.C. It's there's similar structures. So of course, it, it, and and ev- all these policies that are put forth, they inter, they overlap with our lives as well. Um, and I and I think particularly for me, I I try to tell especially Kanaka that of course it matters um, because we are uh, our situation is a, a symptom of uh, I guess politics and and um, so it's good to 
be privy to politics, keep following up on what's going on. Even if you can't, if you feel like you can't make a direct impact, get involved with something. I mean, there's there's so many things going on throughout the islands or throughout the, the United States that, um, you know, we can we can definitely participate in something. Can I distill yeah. that? And because sure. I feel like what you're saying is a, I actually had this talk with, with my little brother, uh, a week and a half ago. Mm. Um, it's like, he doesn't care about politics, but he cares about people and he cares about causes. Mm. So even if you don't care about, you know, big P politics, or like voting elections, sure. there's surely grassroots. Surely you care about like, like as a Kanaka Maoli, uh, like, you know, surely you may not care about politics, but surely you care about like maybe your cousin is locked up in Saguaro, Arizona. Mm. Like surely you care about that. Like surely you Absolutely. care about like the fact that, you know, your mom hasn't gotten a raise in 20 years right. working at a convenience store. Like you care about something. It just, yeah. it seems like the disconnect for me, especially with, with younger people, people younger than me. Um, and I'm pretty young, I guess is like, distilling it from this this idea of like politics is like this nebulous idea down to like you don't have to care about politics but but you care about like how much money you get paid mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. your landlord cares about politics your insurance company yeah, like, cares about politics you care about your, your boss rent, cares about politics like, yeah well i also don't think that you need to have people dying to care about politics like yeah. a lot of times that i see pe most people get engaged right after like a mass tragedy sure. occurs like one of it was um the school shooting in sure. florida parkland sure. yeah and for me it's like i have a little sister in high school mm -hmm. i know like some of the people that i've worked with they're in high school right mm -hmm. now and i definitely don't want to see them dying sure like that's definitely not preferable yeah and i definitely don't want to see like you know god forbid like such a mass um, mass tragedy um, that happened that the conversation finally goes to okay well what can we do to fix this sure. and those conversations don't really even last anyways not in Hawaii especially yeah so in that case then you have just tragedies after tragedies and you know eventually thoughts and prayers don't go doesn't have the same ring anymore mm. yeah so I think young people really do need to kind of take the first step in being civically engaged whether it be you know going to your representative's office and trying to talk to them tell them that you're interested in what they're doing and you want to find out more or even just doing some of like the most basic research online before you actually have a conversation with people because dialogues go really far if you kind of know what you're talking about you kind of know what you're trying to fight for and i think if that happens and you're going to see a lot more people willing to try have a civic dialogue well very humbly awesome. i am super excited that we have people like you guys who are in the even though we're all sort of in the same group like in the the group immediately younger than us that are working on these things and by the way i think you'd be a wonderful lawyer cindy oh, um you. so speaking of, speaking of to, to your point about you know hoping people do get involved hoping people do have this dialogue tell us about the show tell us about the social manoa some what have you who have you talked to what are you talking about who do you who are you going to talk to soon where can people check it out yeah so you can you can find it on soundcloud just search the social manual i'm working on getting it onto itunes right now Perfect. um i've interviewed uh people from the hawaii state legislature people i've worked with um my 
office manager, Napella Shim, um, and Kaylee Vatilaro. Um, she works in the Ways and Means Committee, and then uh, uh, David Enriquez as well. Um, and, and these individuals went through the Manoa political internship. Um, that's how they secured a job, um, through their work experience and the connections they made there. They're super bright and young um, individuals, um, and they're devoting their lives to public service, and I love that. Um, so I wanted to showcase the Manoa political internship, but as well as these individuals and their journey. Um, but it's not going to just be, you know, um, politics we talk about. Um, we're hoping to have a famed uh, archaeologist uh, who studies Oceania coming up in the next cool. couple podcasts. And then also I'd like to speak to um, Kumu Haile Opua Baker. I'm working on trying to secure an interview with her about... Um, Hanakeaka, um, Hawaiian theater, um, which is awesome. Uh, yeah. So I'm very excited about, um, uh, cause like, like we were talking about earlier, the social sciences, you know, it interacts with everything in our world. So I think the conversation doesn't necessarily have to be confined in the space of the social sciences, but, um, I, I feel like as a student in the college, you know, it's my duty to open that conversation up and say, well, how, how does politics interact with what you do on a day-to-day, -day, right? Mm. Um, how does psychology interact with what you do on a day-to-day? -day? Um, so, yeah. All right. So we've talked about a lot of very heavy issues and... Critical issues. I yeah. don't, I, I don't want to get too much heavier, but these are probably our most weighty questions. Um, Cindy and Kaimi, this is both directed at you. Mm. What is your, imagine for some reason you're, you know, like stranded on a desert island um, and you can take one book, one movie, and one album with you. What are you taking? Mm, good question. Such a, such a heavy topic, it's man. a very heavy topic. Yeah. yeah now we're, the, you know, this is really this just is the real this meat of the interview. Oops. One so book, one, one book. movie, and, and one album. One, and one album. album. Um, okay, so I think I would take Haruki Murakami's The Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Jiminy Christmas, that's classy. Okay. Have, have you ever read? No, oh, I just, anytime. You are, that's very just, I'm just like so impressed by you right now. Okay. What? It's such a good book. Um, uh, see, that's like worse. Now I'm like, now I feel very <laughs> inadequate. No. I, now I want to lie and act like I read it. Like, oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of Murakami. Course, yeah, yeah, Murakami I've read all his stuff. Read his books. Awesome books. Um, but just because the language is so beautiful. Um, and I like when I'm reading, I'd like, I'd like to go somewhere else. And so he takes me into another world. So I take Haruki Murakami's Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Um, a movie would probably be... God, there's so many good movies I love. Um, 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 sorry. If you don't choose within 10 seconds, your movie's going to be The Passion of the Christ. Starring <laughs> oh, wow. 10. That's intense. Um, eight, seven. He's Forgive them, Ryan. Sense. He knows Four. not what he does. Um, <laughs> I, okay, so I think I would two. probably take Easy Rider with me. Um, so my, have you ever seen yeah, Easy Rider? Um, yes. um, not I'm to brag. So I know I, I've been bragging small kind little bit yeah. today, but flex, my, flex. no, let it out. Baby my flex. grandfather actually was the editor for that film. That's so, cool. That's right. And cool. so I guess I would take my grandfather with me cause he's super badass. Um, so and I think we know what album, so, oh, an album. Yes. We're talking about this well, before actually, we started. Um, love my dad. Um, I, um, but yeah, I would probably give some, give some context. Give it, for that. Tell, oh, us, no. tell our listeners. Everybody probably <laughs> assumes that we love our dads. <laughs> right, 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 right. Hear our earlier conversation. Um, so my father, Wade Camburn, um, he w 
basically he was with the Hawaiian style band, which was a band that was huge in Hawaii during the nineties and, and arguably still huge and they're still going. So Roby Kakalo, Brian Kessler, Wade Camburn. What kind of songs did they sing? Um, kind of reggae kind of songs. Um, what's their biggest hit? Um, love and honesty. Sing it. Um, there's more to life than getting by. There's times to life <laughs> or something like that to really try oh my, my love for you. Yeah, this guy does everything. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so with respect to your father, who, with whom, excuse me, I must say with whom you're in love. That is not the right thing. <laughs> with respect to your father, whom you love. I. Uh, what album would you take with you? Um, I would probably take Vanishing Treasures. I've never heard of it. But um, I assume it's classic. Yes, very awesome. You guys should you should you should get it. But I'd also take I take two albums. Can I do that? Am I allowed to take two albums? Mm, for you, I will make one exception. Thank you. Well, the pod- but no one else out there. If you're a future guest, you are not getting two albums. <laughs> well, um, the podcast has my mother's album as the music in the beginning and at the end. But your mom was a musician too. She was. Yeah. She her her music is kihoalu or Hawaiian slacky guitar. Oh wow. Um, and so what? she she was um, her kumu was Kahawanu Lake, who is a very famous Hawaiian musician. Um, and he worked closely with Halau Hula Omaiki, which my mom grew up in that Halau as well. Oh, as Auntie my Mikey? Aunt. Auntie Mikey, yeah. yeah. my mom took Hula from Auntie Mikey. No way! When she first came here, yeah. Small world. Yeah. Um, so Uncle K taught my mom how to play Kihoalu and, and also ukulele. So she brought that sort of, um, you know, that lineage with her into this album um, that was recorded in the 90s. Um, and it never came out, you know, for the longest time. And finally, we just got it out a couple years ago. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. So it's it's synth- synthesizes my mother's life um, and all the trials and uh, tribulations that she's had over the year being years being a Hawaiian woman and a mixed woman as well. Sure. So um, it's a, it's a beautiful album. Yeah. Okay. And what's your what was your second one? What do you mean? The you second? said you're taking one was your mom's album and, and then my dad's. Oh, you're taking your mom and your dad's my, album. Yes. Oh, if can. God. Wow. If can. What a good son. Okay, Cindy. All right, <laughs> Cindy. No pressure. pressure's on. Uh, and you have to again. You have 10 seconds. Wow. Dang it, Kimi. Kalamai. She was okay. just going. If, you're gonna, if I was going to pick a book, it's I would. It's going to be the Bible if you don't choose seven. <laughs> I would actually take Of Mice and Men. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I would take War and Peace. Like, <laughs> oh my God. You guys are so classy. Okay. Yeah. Of Mice and Men. These college yeah. kids. Man. I know. I'm I like, know. holy crap. Mine, I think literally if you'd asked me in college what book, I'd be like, Harry Potter. <laughs> All of them. Well, I would <laughs> take, Harry I would Potter. take Harry that book because awesome. it really. When I read that book, I had to read it for a high school assignment. Mm-hmm. But reading that, I was it was through reading that book that I actually became interested, partially became interested in law and government. Very cool. Because it was like, you gotta you gotta fight for like the little man, mm-hmm. yeah. ironically. And then what about for a movie? For a movie. Nine, eight, <sighs> I'd actually six, take it's this six, um Korean action movie. It's called Train to Busan. Okay. Oh, I've heard of that actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually it's a Korean zombie movie, which yeah. kinda gives an idea of what I do in my free time. That's awesome. Yeah. Is Busan Busan Josh, is correct a, me here. Is Busan where the Allies landed in to start the North Korean offensive? Uh, or is that Incheon? That's Incheon. But okay. I don't actually know. Maybe it was Busan. Listeners, yeah, let us know. Let us know. All right. And then uh your one album. My one album? Jesus. Ten. Nine. If not, uh, okay, it's going to be the rem- soundtrack from Passion of the Christ. Four, oh, God. <laughs> okay, well, I don't remember the five. album's name because it just dropped. But it's from this EDM musician called Alan Walker. Okay. And he has one song that I'm... It's like a replay song for me right now. I think it's called Another World. And it's the lyrics are basically... And like the music video too, the visuals, um, is talking about 
how the environment is being impacted. And it's basically one of the lines saying that we've been so busy, like building up our castles um, just to watch it turn into dust. Mm. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So I think that's that's heavy for an EDM musician. Yeah. I feel it, like. How do they fit that language in there? And, you just have, grr, 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 and then it, I, I don't know. If you do enough Molly, you can fit any language <laughs> in anything. Wait for the job. Wait yeah. for the job. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, Cindy, Kaimi, thank you guys both so much. No, last question. Oh? Last question. Oh, one more. How point. could I have forgotten? Yeah. Here we go. All and right. here, if you don't answer this one, well, I, I'll tell you there, what your penalty is. You have Ten seconds yeah. to answer. You have one restaurant recommendation any restaurant you want in the city if you don't answer in 10 seconds it'll be communion it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very you're taking him to church this I, yeah i'm trying to figure something that like, <laughs> nobody oh god i don't want communion <laughs> every day i mean we're talking pretty extensively about zippies before we all got on the yeah, yeah. zippies is great but yeah. i i'd have to reserve the best restaurant that i've ever enjoyed it could be, be here it's like if some person's like hey i'm coming into town i want oh, your yeah. best restaurant um, what I would, are you giving them? Olive Tree in Kahala. Oh, that's a solid, it's solid a, answer. Don, Don Webster. Don Webster, show, we had breakfast with Webster, earlier. Oh, the best food. I've been going you there since I was her. little. We'll introduce you to Don Webster. Oh, you would wow. like awesome. Her a lot. Awesome. Wow. Love yeah. to. Uh, I got a oh, wait. What do you get there? Um, I get the shawarma mm. or the, um, um, what do you call it? The falafel. Yeah. Do you ever go to Shaloha? No. Shaloha. I love Shaloha. Also, a very solid shawarma and falafel. And there's a place. There's a place Donor Donor Shack. Down, oh, Donor Shack is yeah. really Oh, it's actually Donner. Believe it or not. You were pronouncing <laughs> it a little bit close. Love Donner. Well, yeah, Donner. Mike's Donner. friend, Mike's you know, friend Donner a, like, who ran for city council. <laughs> it's right across from uh, Scarlet on Hotel Street. Oh, yeah, like, I've been there the many times. From, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Perfect. you go to Scarlet, you party all night like 3 a.m. Dude, if Donner Shack was open Donner at 3 a.m. Oh um, my! They would make. They a would. Cru- Nobody's open except like Downbeat and like maybe JJ Jones. All right. So you would get the shawarma, the shawarma falafel, falafel. Uh, olive tree. Uh huh. Cindy. Cindy. I well, I gotta rep my culture because I'm Chinese. I got a. I I have a soft spot for Chinese food. Oh, yeah. Okay, where do you go? I go to Fukyun in uh-huh. Macaulay Shopping Center. Personally, for me, I think that's the best Chinese restaurant in all of. Hawaii. And some wow. people, yeah, some people are going to fight me for okay, that. So this is really good because let me, let me tell you guys why. So we, my wife and I drive by Fukuyuna a lot, right? It's right on Kapiolani. Like it's hard not to see it. And we've all like, we were talking off air, like my Asian food palette is expanding. Uh, but it's only because I have good friends like say Cindy, who might would potentially accompany me to one of these places and be like, here's what you should try because I don't know. And I have no idea like how to order anything. Like I'm just completely lost. Uh, so we drive by and she's always like, we both of us are like, why is that place so freaking busy? Like, it doesn't matter if it's open, there's a line out mm-hmm. the door. Mm-hmm. Like, and now I know I have somebody telling me they think it's the best yes. in Hawaii. So what do you yes. get? What For should we get? What should you guys get? Well, you were mentioning that, you know, your palate has expanded to include yes. jellyfish. So definitely get the jellyfish. I had it. At, where did I go? The place that all I wanted. Jade. Oh, Jade Dynasty. Jade Dynasty. Yes. That place is solid. So there's jellyfish from there, but... Fukuyun specializes in lobster and it's like live lobsters. Really? Yes. And wait, 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 you eat it live? No. What, they, Thank they, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's mean, bro. Lobster's like, ah! <laughs> like, Shut just up. Kill me, just kill me. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they have a, they have like this, if like right when you walk in the door and then I think to the right, like a tank, a huge tank lining throughout the entire wall filled with like fresh lobsters. And like when you order, lobster. 
I think better than Red Lobster. I, think <laughs> I red, assume it is. Red Lobster, uh, red lobster kind of sets the but bar is it low. Though? It is not unlimited, <laughs> but you don't need. But you know what? Fuck you. Specializes in quality over quantity. I like you're giving me a good sell on this place, yes. and now I'm like, I need to go to Fukuyun. Yes, and it's. I think it's it's very affordable too. I think is they it? have a lunchtime special like fifteen ninety nine. That's pretty good. Yeah, including yeah. lobster. Yeah, that's a real good deal. Yeah. So, All right. I say, like, you gotta hit it up, man. Like, okay. if you want good Chinese food. Cindy Ng, guys, if you if you want to know where the the spot is, you'd ask her. Um, all right. Well, Kaimi, Cindy, thank you both very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thanks for, having us. Thanks for coming down. Uh, we are thrilled. Yes. 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 Mahalo. Thank Check you. Check it out, guys. Bose. Love and honesty. There's more to life. There's more to life than getting by. <laughs> we're totally using that as our playout music words, this week. Words to the, words to the wise. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs. Shout outs. Shout out to La Mariana Sailing Club. Why are you doing a laser beam sound? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't Folks, uh, La Mariana is a hidden gem, a treasure, absolute treasure on Sand Island uh, where you can get all the classic 50s, 60s, 70s tiki bar cocktail experience and it's... food and everything to match. However, the reports are coming from the Star Advertiser. It's in danger of losing its lease, which I believe is on state land. So if you've ever been to that restaurant uh, and you love it and you want to save it, go support them. And if you've never been there and you want to check it out before it goes away, we also highly recommend that. So shout out to them. Wishing them all the best. Get the zombie if you go there. Uh, but don't drive. Make sure, make sure you have somebody to drive you home and order the zombie. Speaking of restaurants, shout out to Zippy's. Expanding to Las Vegas, the ninth island. Uh, more reports coming out. They have purchased land. It's going to be the first ever mainland Zippies. And where else but Vegas? The transition of moving the entire state of Hawaii to Las Vegas is going swimmingly. Uh, also, shout out to Councilman Trevor Ozawa for his ringing endorsement this week in the Civil Beat. From, Making the news. Uh, Republican Charles DeJou. Uh, DeJou says that Trevor Ozawa would be a necessary check on Kurt Caldwell's power. That is... Uh, Charles Zhu of why do poor people need things fame? Yeah. Also, the guy who, oh, but this, the, the, he says check on Kurt Caldwell's power. How many times did Charles Zhu run against Kurt Caldwell? 150. Yeah. Oh, did you the other civil beat piece about uh, Trevor Ozawa putting out the fake robocall from the mayor? He wouldn't do that. He's no. a sitting councilman. Or the, the mailer, the, the mailer inaccurately claiming that the city clerk was taking his position on no. the. No. Know. Trevor, look, Trevor Ozawa is a councilman of the Honolulu City Council. He is above these bitter partisan attacks of him being a pretty obvious Republican and his opponent being a pretty obvious Democrat, he would not do that in play those dirty political tricks. He would not, sir. I'm really convinced now. It's almost as convincing as the bar letter. Also. No collusion. Shout out to... Full exoneration. No collusion, folks. Full exoneration. The witch hunt is over. The witch hunt is over. Tommy Waters is a Kurt Caldwell puppet, according to... No puppet. To, no puppet. No, no, no. Tommy puppet. Tommy puppet. Tommy, Tommy puppet. Trevor Good, Tommy puppet. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, guys. Ugh. Anyway, uh, get your votes in if yep. you're in District 4. East Honolulu, that's you. East Honolulu. Yeah. Have a, uh, and today Shout out we, to the Auburn basketball team for their... War Eagle. Uh, valorous I still picked... Attempt I, I still... To, don't I, say... Don't you say it. Don't. Don't. It rhymes with... Puke. It rhymes with wook. <laughs> Wuke. It rhymes with puke. Puke. Duke. P U K E. 
<laughs> who did you who did you pick in your bracket? Duke Duke. I yeah. picked the Duke Blue Devils. <laughs> the Duke Blue Devils. The Duke Blue Devils from Durham, North Carolina. Where's that? Where's that accent? From? Durham, North Carolina is a city of mid regional size. Isn't the guy from Office Space where you stole a stapler? I believe um, you have my stapler. I've been oh, to yeah. Durham. Nice city. Durham. Durham's cool. Yeah. Nice little city. Shout out! Shout out! Friend of the shout show, David Mayer, oh. put me up. I slept, I crashed on his dorm room floor. And at Durham? Yeah. We oh, went nice. to see. Uh, we saw. Um, at Cameron Indoor, we saw this was like UVA. The first, I think it was Tony Bennett's either his first or second year, like right when UVA started uh, to get so really he's good. A pretty old singer. <laughs> yeah, that's you right, Tony it? Bennett. Yeah, the you other Tony Bennett. I left my basketball in San Francisco. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, um, folks, enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the end of March. Um, it's madness. It's madness, and this will come out just in time for the final four, Saturday. And then the championship game Monday. Please, God, let Auburn be in the Final Four. Auburn-Duke. Auburn-Duke final. I think it's happening. Yeah. Oh, shout out to a friend of the show. We alluded to it earlier. Yeah. Uh, Reup843. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a trap rapper based in Honolulu from South Carolina. Carolina King. Carolina King. Carolina Vibes was his new album. Yeah. Uh, we had him on, what episode was that? Episode 22, last season. Episode 22. He just released a video, yeah. a very high quality video, yeah. I might add, of a song that, you know, is an interesting title. Uh, it's called "Praying for Head." Yes. Um, his prayers are a little different than mine, but <laughs> but you know, theologically, theologically, the theological the theological underpinnings are not. You can as, pray for whatever you want. Yeah, the theological underpinnings. Uh, are Jesus not as said, important. "Ask and you shall receive." It's not as important as the fact that a song a song bangs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in every sense of the word. I just I just imagine like. Our Father the, who art in heaven. Yeah, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day. Our daily. Our daily head. Um, oh, we're going to get some letters about this one. We're going to get some letters. It's it's okay. We we don't mean to be crass. Yeah. Um, it's probably not a song that I personally would write, but you know what? The guy's doing his thing, and he works hard. And, and it sounds pretty freaking great and yeah he's just a good dude so he's he's, yeah we we had a great conversation with him also super interesting cat super nice guy he was here yeah uh after he had just hung out with takashi 69 that's true takashi 69 who got busted like three months later witness protection witness protection mr you know the number 69 tattooed all over my face yeah you're literally gonna be able to oh yeah hey my my, name is steve (laughs) my name's greg martinez i just just just, moved down the street i just moved here from uh akron yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh, don't mind the tattoos. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, where'd you go to college? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. went to I went to Harvard. Um. Anyways. So yeah. Shout out yeah. to Reup for doing his thing. Yeah. Check him out. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, Carolina King. Maybe we'll get him back on the show. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah, he's cool. Dude. We'll tag him. Listen to it. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's all I got this week. Have a great week. Aloha. Enjoy the madness. Blue Hawaii podcast. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii. Blue Hawaii.